0: Miss M- Systemomics. Miss Systemomics is a weekly podcast that focuses on the three E's: educating, encouraging, and empowering listeners on how to live their best, authentic life. I am your host, Ashley Natrice, and let's start the show. Hey y'all, it has been a minute since I have done a What Ashley Likes and last weekend I had the opportunity to go and speak at the Nashville Natural Hair Expo, had an amazing time, got to talk to a lot of small um black businesses and got some hair products and stuff from them and I decided that this weekend, I guess I was inspired by all of the natural hair, that instead of doing my normal twist out, I would do a wash and go, okay? So I'm not a huge wash and go person. I'd rather do a twist out, a braid out. Me and wash and goes, we just don't always see eye to eye. I don't know if it's like my hair texture or what, but It just doesn't always turn out the greatest. And I'm not really into the hair typing, but if I would have to say anything about my curl pattern, I'm probably a 4A, 4B, I think, and maybe like a little 3C in the back of my head because my curl pattern is a little looser. So I don't always achieve the type of curls that I want with a wash and go. And if I do get a pretty decent wash and go, my hair shrinks up to like my ears is horrible. And I have to wait days for it to either kind of elongate and fluff out or I got to go in with a blow dryer to stretch it. And I just think at that time, okay? I'm a lazy natural. I'm coming up on my four year big chop anniversary next month. And when I first started off, I was on it. And now... I'm happy if I get my hair washed every two weeks. You know, judge me if you want to, but that's just how it is. So a few months back, like a lot of months back, I got one of Curlbox's little discounted boxes that they do every once in a while. And I love the Mayel Organics line. I've been using that for the last couple of years. So I wanted to stock up on her Pomegranate and Honey line. And so I was watching this YouTube video of this girl that, you know, how they just kind of pop up with a recommended video from someone and she used the curling custard. Now I've had this curling custard sitting in my cabinet for a long time and I've never touched it. But when I tell you I had a seven minute, yes, seven minute wash and go and it turned out bomb. Girl, it turned out bomb. My hair is soft, is touchable. I will say when I woke up this morning, it was a little crunchy, but that's nothing that a little hair oil cannot take care of. But I don't really mind the crunch because I know I'll at least be able to get three or four days out of it. And anything that I can stretch for that long is an A plus in my book. So let me put this little caveat in here. It did not take me seven minutes to do the whole shebang on my head, okay? So from the washing and the conditioning and all of that, that wasn't seven minutes. But I have to shout out uh, Weedad for their triple threat, no, triple treat deep conditioner, curl immersion deep conditioner, y'all. I have been sleeping on this. It is amazing. It feels like butter going on my hair, butter, like uh, amazing. And my hair felt so soft when I got done, I rinsed it out. So I just got to give a quick shout out to them. But back to this seven minute uh, wash and go I was able to achieve, okay? So I knew I was doing a wash and go. I wanted to make sure that my hair was thoroughly detangled before I went in with this whole process because washing goes and tangled hair are a hot mess. So I wet my hair, it was dripping wet when I did this. And I think that's the reason why it didn't take me that long. So three things I think that helped me get this seven minute wash and go. The first thing is that my hair was already really moisturized from the deep conditioner. So that made my hair a lot more manageable. The second thing is that I detangled it really, really well when I put the deep conditioner in there. So after I washed that out, my hair was good to go and I was able to keep it dripping wet without it getting tangled up again. And the third thing I would say that kind of helped me achieve this is my hair type. So I do not have very thick hair. If you see my hair, you may think it's thicker than it is because it grows and it's pretty big. And I think that's just due to the length of it right now. But in actuality, my hair is not that thick. It's not really thin, but I just, it's not really thick. And so it doesn't really take a whole lot for me to um, be able to style my hair a lot of times. I am very uh, blessed in that area that once I, do three parts in my head. So I'll separate the back of my hair and then I'll separate the top into two different sections. So I have a total of three sections. And so I pretty much just slapped the leave-in conditioner, the pomegranate and honey, my yellow Organics leave-in conditioner on soaking wet hair in one section. Then I threw the curling custard on there with like the praying hands because if I rake through my hair, it's a mess. But if I do the praying hand method, my hair clumps together pretty well. And this uh curling custard, I don't know if it's because my hair was dripping wet or what, but it just kind of like melted into my hair and it just went on so smooth. It has so much slip. And I was shook. Like I was doing the praying hands and I had to stop and look in the mirror. Like, are you really about to be done with this wash and go in a few minutes? And so once I kind of touched, I was like, let me time this and see how long it takes me to do it. Seven minutes, three sections. Okay. And my hair was done and I was grateful because I was tired from doing all the washing and detangling and deep conditioning and all of that stuff. It's just, You know, doing your hair, when you got natural hair, it just takes a lot out of you, okay? It takes a lot out of you, but, you know, it is what it is. It is the cards that we're dealt when we want to be natural, when we want to have our curls out here popping, we do what we need to do. And so that's what I did But at the start of this show is this curling custard, and I am so upset with myself because I've had it in my stash for months, and I just kept overlooking it, going to other products, and I just can kick myself because I have been sleeping on this product. So what Ashley likes this week is the Mayel Organics Curling Custard. I know I went through a few different products to finally wind up in this place, but that's what your girl is loving this week. It's amazing. Now, I know every product doesn't work for everyone, and I do think this product line is kind of catered more towards those of us who have more of a four ABC type of hair. If you like to get into the hair typing, that could be a good reference for you. But, you know, depending upon who you are, it may work for your hair as well. The beauty of natural hair is that it is unique in its own way. And what works for one person may not work for the other person. It's trial and error. It's a part of the game. You got to get used to it. You got to be patient. You got to try things. You got to see if they work for you. And if they don't, you know, give it to your homegirl or take it back. Buy from Sally's. Buy from Target. Take it back if it doesn't work. But this week, Ashley likes the Mayel Organics Curly Custard. What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl, it's your host, Ashley Natrice. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. And I'm just so happy to be back talking to you guys. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. I know you've gotten podcast episodes, but I've been having guests for the last couple of weeks. So we haven't had any one-on-one time. And I know, you know, it's time for us to get back to that so i am stoked about the conversation we're gonna have today if you follow me on social and you should be so my instagram is systemomics and my facebook page is miss systemomics and then the facebook group is miss systemomics tribe make sure you go over there you join so we can continue the conversation But if you've been on any of those platforms, you know that I said for the month of September, we were going to be focusing in on self-care. And what I tried to do is have episodes over the last couple of weeks that deal with self-care in a different way. So we had the Love Is episode with my girl, Jada D, and that dealt with relationships because Love Is is all about the love story of two people meeting each other, falling in love, and really trying to figure out how to navigate love, relationship, friendship, work, family, all of these different dynamics together. And self-care is being able to recognize those other areas of our lives and make sure that we're doing what we need to do in order to be successful in those areas, but I also think it's important for us to be able to take a step back and not allow those relationships and allow those things to define who we are. And so that's what brought us to the conversation that I had with Brittany Taylor on last week when we talked about therapy and how important it is for us to debunk some of these myths when it comes to therapy in the Black community. And I also touched on the angry black woman and what that looks like. And I promise you, I've got more to come on that because I got some great feedback from you guys on that episode, specifically talking about the angry black woman. So got some things coming for you in that area. But talking about therapy, Brittany gave some great, great, great tips. And I hope if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to that podcast that you'll go back and listen to that one as well as the one with Jada because it kind of leads up to what we're going to be talking about today, which is self-care. Now, I am one of those people who loves a good spa day, okay? I try to go to the spa probably at least once a quarter. If I could go once a month, I would, but the way my funds are set up, you know, that's not the priority right now. So we don't do that, but we try to go once a, a quarter, you know, just to be able to go to relax, to rejuvenate, to refresh. And when we talk about self-care and how I've seen this discussion come about, it's dealing with going to the spa, is dealing with Netflix and chilling is dealing with, you know, journaling and, and taking time out for yourself. And all of that is great and wonderful. And I think it is a very important part of self-care. But I also think there's other aspects of self-care that we don't always recognize and that we don't always talk about. And part of self-care is making sure that your mental health is in order because you cannot truly care for yourself if your mind is going through something. If you're if you're going through anxiety or depression or if you feel overwhelmed or like the weight of the world is on top of you, it's very very hard for you to practice self-care. And I think as women, we have a hard time practicing self-care it sounds like something that we would just want to do. Like who wouldn't want to take time out to care for themselves, to go get their nails done, to go be able to read a book in silence, you know, to go be able to do something fun or go and have any an adventure or go and just do nothing but sleep if that's all you want to do. So I thought to myself, why is it so hard for us to be able to do that? Why do we have to, consciously think about taking care of ourselves. And it's because we feel guilty a lot of times. We feel guilty for taking the time out to focus on us because we feel like we have so many other responsibilities to take care of that we don't have time to take care of ourselves. And I don't want this to be one of those things where you just think because of your life and what's going on in your life, that certain people cannot practice self-care as well. I remember one time I was having a conversation with someone and they made a point to make sure that they told me that because I am not married and I don't have kids, that my life isn't as busy as theirs. And they didn't understand why I was stressed about a particular situation because I didn't have these other responsibilities. And I think it's very important for us to remember that we all have our own personal battles and we all have our own things that we go through, regardless of if you are married Single, divorced, in a situationship, whatever it is, you can have just as many issues as someone else, whether you got one child, two children, three kids, or no kids. Every woman, every human being out here is going through something at some point in time in their life, and they need to be able to take time out to care for themselves. So that's the first thing is to wake up and say, yeah, I do matter. I do deserve to be able to take some time to care for myself because I am no use to someone else if I am not being 100% who I need to be. If I'm not pouring into myself, I know I've said this before and I'm going to continue to say it, you cannot pour from an empty well. You cannot pour from an empty well. So you have to pour back into yourself. You have to make yourself a priority in your life because your health, your mental health, your physical health, your well-being is centered around you taking care of yourself. And so I saw this quote today and I posted it on my Instagram. And it says that courage is looking fear right in the eye and saying, get the hell out of my way. I've got things to do. And you may be thinking, what does that have to do with self-care? But I thought about it in this way, you know, When we truly care for ourselves, we are able to operate at a higher frequency. We level up in our lives when we're able to take care of ourselves. We're more confident, we are more centered, we are more focused, we are more aware. Self-care is about self-love and taking care of you. But there's some things that you got to get clear on in order to take care of yourself. If you don't know yourself, how do you expect to be able to care for yourself? I, I really want you to think about that. If you don't really know who you are, if you don't know what makes you happy, if you don't know what brings you joy, if you don't know what your triggers are, if you don't know what makes you sad, if you don't know what makes you mad if you don't know what makes you feel uneasy or overwhelmed or what stresses you out, how are you able to combat those things if you're not aware of what those things are? And I've seen this post go around a few times and I thought it was a really good post because I think it's uh, one of those things that we overlook when it comes to self-care. And it says, Self-care is also addressing your own problematic thoughts and behaviors, removing toxic, not challenging people's situations from your life, holding yourself accountable for what you do and say, and apologizing authentically, doing your own self-work to be emotionally literate. That's a word. That's a word right there. Yes. It is. It is. It is a word because basically with that saying, you got to do some self-evaluation and be self-aware of yourself. We all got toxic behaviors. We all got things that we do or things that we say or ways in which we behave that are not the best versions of ourselves. And there's things that we all deal with internally that we may not always want to voice that we need to get clear about and that we need to work through and that we need to push through. So in my post, I talked about that quote and how fear has held me back in so many different ways. It's ironic to me sometimes that I decided to do a podcast because for a very, very, very long time, I was always, well, I don't wanna say I was always, Because I'm not going to say that that was the truth because I'm trying to work on this thing of being able to separate my feelings from reality. Like how did I feel about something and what was the reality of the situation? Because how I may remember a situation happening may not realistically be what happened to me in my life. And so, yeah, okay. Growing up, I tended to be more of a reserved child. I wasn't necessarily shy, but I was one of those people who I didn't talk a whole lot. I just kind of sat back and observed people. And I didn't have a very outgoing personality. I wasn't the person that was trying to jump up and be in the front of the room or, you know, if it was my turn to to read or something like that in class, I'm like, oh, please let them be able to skip over me. Like, <laughs> I just did not want to be the center of attention. And I remember going through life and how that started to be something negative that certain people would bring up about me. Um, I remember one time when I was doing this internship I've always been a very driven and ambitious person and I never really had trouble saying what I wanted out of life. And I was doing an internship and my boss had asked me what I wanted to be able to do. And at the time I wanted to go into corporate real estate. I've always been obsessed with real estate and I wanted to be an analyst and go into corporate real estate. And she told me, she was like, uh, So your personality is never gonna make it in corporate real estate. She was like, you're too reserved. You are not assertive. No one's gonna listen to you because you just don't project as a confident person or someone who would be able to handle the type of deals that you would need to be able to handle to make it in corporate real estate. And I took her words to heart And it was a point in time that came where I started to use her words to fuel me, but I took her words to heart and I started to develop this narrative in my mind that because I wasn't as outgoing and because I was more reserved, that it was certain things that I would never be able to accomplish because my personality just did not lend itself to those activities and those types of positions. And so I shied away from wanting to go into sales and I I shied away from wanting to do presentations and stuff like that. Now, my parents did not play about public speaking. So they made me get up and learn how to publicly speak in front of people at a very young age. And they kept pushing me to continue to do that. But even at a certain point in time in my adult life, I got to a point where I was terrified to speak in front of anybody. I was terrified to do anything that was going to put me in the spotlight because I always had this negative conversation going in my mind that you're not outgoing enough and you don't have anything really to say. and You're too reserved and you're too shy and nobody's going to really want to pay attention to anything that you have to say. And although I was still making strides and doing stuff, to be successful, this negative voice in my mind always held me back from truly pursuing the things that I wanted to be able to pursue. And so that fear took over me so much and it was debilitating. Like I could not do certain things. Like my heart would race. I would get so much anxiety I would feel like I was going to pass out sometimes when it was time for me to step up and to speak or to step up and tell how I felt about a situation or certain things in leadership. I just would not be able to do it because I had taken the words of what someone else told me and I had internalized that and I was living out this person that they had claimed me to be. And it wasn't until I started doing some self-reflection and being more aware of who I am and stepping into the fullness of who Ashley was and who God created me to be and say to myself that no more am I gonna be out here operating in fear because if I believe in God and I believe that he has given me the tools to be, the person that he wants me to be. And if I say that I have faith in him, that he would not have put these desires in my heart for me to be able to accomplish these things and to be able to get the success that I'm I'm wishing and I'm hoping for, he would have never given me those desires if he wouldn't, if he did not plan on equipping me with the tools in order to be able to execute on what it is that he had in front of me. So I had to take a step back. And understand that this self doubt and this fear and this anxiety that I have inside of me is not a reflection of him. It's a reflection of the enemy, and that I am allowing the enemy to get in my mind and to cause me to have some of these symptoms you know, the symptoms of self doubt, the symptoms of fear. They're showing up in my life. I'm not taking care of myself. I'm tired. I am sleeping all of the time. I am not having very positive conversations with myself. I wasn't caring for my inner being. I wasn't caring for my mind. I was beating myself up based off of someone else's perception of me that I had held on to. And so that was not showing up in my life in a positive way. And I wasn't fulfilling the dreams and the goals that I had set out for myself and that God told me that I was going to be able to do. So I had to recognize that that fear was stealing something from me. And if I really said that I loved who I was and I loved who God created me to be, that I had to stop thinking about my personality in a negative way. I had to start thinking about it in a positive way. Like, you know, everyone doesn't need to be, you know, outgoing and the biggest personality. You know, some people are great with observing and listening and we need a balance of both types of people in this world. God did not create us all to be the same. And I work in sales now and I do very, very well in sales. I'm talking to you right now on the podcast. So that's just a testament that if you start to, Take care of yourself in the sense of fulfilling what it is that God has set out before you and being kind to yourself. You've got to be kind to yourself. You've got to encourage yourself. You've got to be positive when you have those conversations with yourself. It doesn't mean you don't check yourself when you're wrong. But it means that every conversation that you have with yourself is not filled with negativity and downing yourself so you can do it before someone else does it. Okay, so that's one of those aspects of self-care that we don't always talk about. We have toxic traits. We have things that we do that we ain't got no business doing. But when you become self-aware and you start to work on those things, hopefully you're going to be able to turn some of those things around hopefully you're going to be able to move past some of those toxic behaviors. It also talked about apologizing authentically, like saying you're sorry and actually acting in a way that you're sorry. Asking for forgiveness with the intent of doing what you need to do in order to mend a relationship if that's what you really say that you want to do. That's being apologetic in an an authentic way. And you got to understand everyone will not receive your forgiveness or accept your apology, but it's up to you to do what you need to do and be at peace with that decision. This coming weekend, we're going to have a memorial service and do an appreciation for my pastor. If you guys listen to a few podcasts back, you know that my pastor passed away. And one of his favorite scriptures, I just did his plaque, so that's the reason why it's on my mind. But one of his favorite scriptures that he always told me, I mean, I can't remember too many conversations where we would not talk about this scripture, but it's 1 Corinthians 4. And four, and it says my conscience is clear, but that doesn't prove I'm right. It is the Lord himself who will examine me and decide. So if you do what is right in your heart, it doesn't necessarily mean that your actions were right. But it's not for me to judge you. It's not for that person to, to judge you because God is the one who knows the knows your heart. He knows what you would like to accomplish. And if you're good with him, then you're good, period. And you have to walk away with knowing that and understanding that. And I know you may be thinking, Ashley, this is not like the self-care conversation that I thought I was going to be listening to. I want us to get to a point where we recognize that self-care isn't just this checklist that you can get off of Pinterest. It's much more than that. Self-care can really boost your life. It can help you to live your life more authentically because you're getting in touch with who you are. You're getting in touch with who you want to be. One of the things that I did see when it came to self-care that I absolutely love is for you to take time to dream. How many of us dream still? You know, we get so bogged down in our day-to-day lives, that we stop dreaming. We stop focusing in on the things that we feel like are so out of reach and out of touch. And I'm a daydreamer. like I still daydream. You can catch me sometimes and I'll be in a whole nother world. I think that's one of the things that keeps me sane is to be able to daydream and dream about a life that I want to lead. It doesn't mean that I'm not grateful for the life that I have now because I absolutely am. I love my life. I love my life. There is not one person on this planet that I would trade places with because I absolutely love my life. I recognize the good and the bad, the ups and the downs for what they are. And I enjoy the life that I live. But that doesn't mean I don't dream about an even better life down the road one day. And I think that's important. It keeps us optimistic, it keeps us going, it keeps us energized, it keeps us hopeful. It keeps us centered. You know, it keeps us from going to that place of woe is me. It keeps us happy and it keeps us focused on God and what he can do for us and how he can enlarge our territory and how he can, you know, take our situations and take the things that we say we want in our lives and you know, give us something even bigger and better that we've never dreamed about. And so dreaming is important. Dreaming is allowing yourself to go there to see something that you may not see in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm, you're putting it out there and you're saying, this is what I want my life to look like. So there's a lot of different things to go into self-care. I just wanted to hop on today and just talk about a few different things Talk about some stuff that kind of came up in me over this last week when it deals with fear, when it deals with recognizing that, you know, you got to love yourself and you got to be your number one fan. You know, I can have my parents as my number one fans and I know they they root for me. I can have my sibling. My brother is my fan. You know, if you got a boo or a bae, they can be your fan, but you should be your own number one cheerleader you should be the one that's pushing you to go forward to move forward and if you need a break take you a break get you a nice you know bath bomb get you a nice glass of wine a magazine a good book wrap the hair up sit in the tub for as long as you need to and you know get some rest and reflect on your life reflect on the good things in your life reflect on the things that are going well Reflect on the things that you wish could be different, but understand that everything happens for a reason and be grateful that things are as well as they are. So that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Just a quick hop on, talk to you about some self-care things that kind of came up in me over the past week. If there's some self-care practices that you use, you want to shoot them over to me, I'm always open I do have something coming up for you guys in the self-care realm. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you will be excited about it when I finally drop it. I have been working on it for a little while. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you like it. So that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Can't wait to um, get your feedback on it. Next week, I have another guest on the podcast. And y'all, it's going to be amazing. I already know we're going to be diving a little deeper into the angry black woman and what that conversation looks like. Um, and I'm getting someone else's perspective on it. And I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation. So can't wait to drop that for you guys on next week. Please, please, please do not forget to subscribe, to share, to comment, to rate the podcast. If you rate and you comment on the podcast, on iTunes. That helps me get seen out there to many, many more women, many more people who may want to join the Mississonomics tribe over here. Feel free to share the episode with someone. Go back, listen to some previous episodes. This is episode 10. I, you know, I'm just happy for the downloads that I've had and for the feedback that I've gotten and for you guys to tune in to listen. I am forever grateful. And indebted to you guys for being a supporter of me. I cannot thank you enough. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. M- Miss Thanks for checking out this week's show. To keep up with me. Check me out on Facebook at Miss Systemomics, on Instagram at Miss and on the website where you can ask questions, Miss Until next time.